Booyah, dear listeners, and welcome to Feels Like Weezer. It's the podcast where we talk about uh, every song of the rock band Weezer, song by song, track by track. I'll be one of your co-hosts today. My name is Martin David Tapia. I'm a musician and amateur songwriter. And I'll be your other co-host, uh, Eric Nash uh, from Watchmen Minute. And we've got a guest today. Guest, introduce yourself. Hello there. I'm Alex Robinson, co-host of the Star Wars Minute and the Godfather Minute. Welcome, Alex. It's great to have you here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, and normally every uh, episode of the podcast, we talk about a different Weezer song. Today is no different. The song we're going to be talking about today, weighing in at a wicked four minutes and three seconds. It's track number five from the Red Album, Everybody Get Dangerous. When I was younger, I used to go into California. Actually, I didn't do that, because I didn't want the kind of be sad. But some of my friends did. They were up just a little bit wicked. They blow up mailboxes with the baseball back over the rectors. I'm out of when you can forget it. They throw out necks into traffic. Toilet paper, the fences, stole the tables, chairs, and my benches. After practice, sometimes we Breaking the methods, causing damage, burning amplifiers and mic stands. Everybody get dangerous, everybody get dangerous. Everybody get dangerous, everybody get dangerous. Everybody get dangerous, everybody get dangerous. Talk about the song now, every little detail that we can. Uh, first off, let's start with Alex. Would you like to talk a little bit about your history with the rock band Weezer before we talk about the song proper? Sure. Uh, unfortunately, there's not very much to tell. I'm uh, I'm at best a very casual uh, Weezer listener. Like a handful of songs I like. I'm I'm a you know a poser sort of. I'm not really a poser. I don't pretend that I'm a huge, <laughs> despite being on the podcast. Um, but. Um, yeah, this was a song that um, when I started dabbling in Weezer, I think I got into them. I, I started exploring them kind of after this was like the first Weezer album I really heard. This oh. the, the Red album, so I was kind of I knew the Buddy Holly song, but I I didn't know any you know album cuts or anything like that. So, um, so so, so you kind of said like, okay, so this is their third color album. <laughs> I'll start here. <laughs> No, I think it was just like the that like I was, however I was getting into music at the time. I don't can't even remember. Um, like this must have been like their newest album, and so it was getting hyped up. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm kind of curious about them. So um, yeah, um, and so uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a, it's I feel like that's kind of a weak intro for being a uh, on a Weezer podcast. But maybe you guys can convince me. No, like I don't like them. It's just uh, you know. You know, oh, uh, well, we, we, we've we've had some others very similar to okay. you. I'd say, you know, right. yeah, not not everyone's this big fan, <laughs> and and maybe we aren't even. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even 100 percent sure how big a Weezer fan I am, but I like to have fun <laughs> here on the podcast talking about them. Yeah, um, sometimes it's more interesting to talk to people you're not especially, um, you know, you can take a more objective view or whatever. Maybe so, if there is any such thing as an objective view when it comes to music. But uh, do, yeah, do, does yeah. the uh, do the Weezers have an interesting like? I know uh, that Rivers Cuomo has gotten into some shenanigans with, uh, but is the band story in general like an interesting one? Is there a lot of like behind the scenes wrangling and stuff? 
There's a little bit of drama in the history of the band. Right. Interestingly, I think it's more the, 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 the more the earlier half of the of the whole career of the band that's that, that it does have the more interesting you know, band dynamics of, of members coming and going and so forth. You know, I mean, I mean, they came in so big with their first blue album with Buddy Holly on it, and and they, you know, they they, they finally got a lineup and settled down. You know, about a third of the way or so in <laughs> for for what we, where we are now. I mean, if this is for a band that's still going. And, uh, you know, doesn't seem to have show any signs of letting up. Even though many times it has, in a sense. <laughs> there have been many speculation points, <laughs> too. But, too. yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I just wanted to, uh, yeah, this is, uh, that's the opposite of me. I um, I was interested in them in the f- for the first couple albums. And then by the time that this album came out, I had lost interest almost completely. And then I came back around a few years ago to listening to the rest of the discography. But I think, I think Weezer's, I can say, I think Weezer's a pretty good band. And I almost could say that I don't think that they've ever put out a song that I don't really like or wouldn't listen to. Hmm. Wow. Not that they're like, I mean, that makes it sound like I, I love them and I do. So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this song. Uh, Everybody get dangerous. Uh, what's uh, What are our impressions? Do you want to talk about your initial impressions of the song, Eric Nash? Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I generally, I think, like it. There's some issues I found, kind of, that I get. I kind of re- came to these realizations in, in prepping for this uh, episode. Um, you know, I, I certainly heard it, you know, many, quite a few times before. I mean, it's not, it's one of the, it's one of the, pretty decent big tracks on on this red album it's it's not it wasn't one of the singles but it was you know it, it, it's just one that kind of stood out a bit on this earlier half of the album that's generally considered apparently <laughs> I've, I've read just more recently even you know oh yeah the first half is is pretty decent but the second half is where it loses some luster but uh the song itself yeah i mean it, it's it's you know it's it's pretty up there and 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 its attitude and tempo and and uh, uh, sound, so I, I like it. I like it for some of those reasons, but I also have some issues at the same time. I'm surprised it wasn't a sing. It wasn't the single. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the single on the album? Not that it would make any difference to me. Probably, probably well, I mean, because and we're doing these in order as far as yeah. if if singles came out prior to uh, the album, then we'll hit those first. So we don't necessarily hit every song oh, yeah. in order as, as they are on the album we're doing okay we're, so right. you know uh, the first one we did was uh, uh the greatest man that ever lived uh-huh. um and then we also had dreaming and um and troublemaker uh, was a single yeah, for tro- this. oh yeah troublemaker yeah oh yeah you know what troublemaker yeah. is a good song and then pork and beans that, was like was the, i think oh uh, yeah i almost forgot pork this, and beans of this yeah. of the four yeah oh so there's a couple of songs on this album that i guess i like Honestly, the first half is top loaded with, uh, I think, a lot of great tracks. And yeah. I think this one, um, I don't know, for me, the, it falls in with fun. those. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I love this song. <laughs> yeah. But I have, yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been a journey for me because I think there are some off-putting things about the song <laughs> in certain ways, depending on your uh, demeanor or the way, I don't know, what sorts of things you like about songs. 
but I've uh, the things that I didn't like over time listening to this song more and more, especially for this show, have become endearing to me, and now I love them. I'm and fascinated I, by bands that are uh, have been around as long as they have, um, because you know because like you were talking about, we were talking about like this album was kind of seen as like like their post at the time. I thought there's a lot of people saying like, who cares about Weezer anymore? This album sucks and like you know Weezer's kind of over. Um, but obviously they kept going and but um, I imagine they're a band where most people who get into them love their first. X amount of albums, and then after that, it's kind of hit or miss, right? Is that kind of what the fandom is probably like? Well, it's kind of like it. Like each album, essentially, essentially at some point in the future, becomes this cult sleeper hit, you know? Oh, okay. Kind of thing. <laughs> like everyone hates it when it first all, comes all the way out, start, start, starting with on. the very second one, Pinkerton. It's okay. you know. So yeah, I guess that's a, yeah, yeah. They all grew in estimation, almost yeah. all of them. Every now and then, you kind of have a little more duddy of a one like Green, I think. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa Green. Green's <laughs> <laughs> a good album. For some people, for, for a, a certain true. amount of people. I think there's yeah. a certain amount of people that... And they've been making, the, the Weezer has been making music so long that I think um, there are people, there are people who are teenagers when the Red Album came out yeah. and oh, yeah. they're looking back with nostalgia now on this era of Weezer uh, yeah. and they're, they will think to themselves, oh, that's what I remember. That's my introduction to Weezer. And it yeah. happens with every album. I think. It's just like the prequels and, and the original trilogy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what, what? Yeah. I mean, Alex, I mean, this, this song itself, what, yeah. what's your initial hot take? And then we can, then we'll just start. I mean, you can, you can just segue into <laughs> diving deeper if you want, or well, we can in come my, back to uh, Let me pull up the lyrics. Right. I, I looked oh, yeah. up the lyrics so I could refer to them um, in case I needed to refer to them. Um, I, I think, so the song is basically about um, the, the, the narrator is talking about things he did in his youth, him and his friends did in his youth that were crazy, dangerous things that got, could and that possibly should have gotten them killed um and so on right that's kind of this what the song is all about there's, there's not yeah, a lot to, i believe that's the narrative of the song yeah. and um, then in the end it oh yeah go on i think when i first um heard, when what year did this come out what is it like 2008 2008 I think when I first encountered this song, um, the phenomenon of like helicopter parents mm. and, and, and like, I don't know. I was just, I guess, becoming a, maybe because my friends were having <laughs> had small children now and I was becoming aware of like how modern children, their time is very sequestered and monitored. And cause I grew up, grew up in the glory days of the 1970s when, you know, we didn't wear seatbelts. There's certainly no such thing as bike helmets or anything like that. Safety rails. You know, we have monkey bars for crying out loud. Like <laughs> stuff that's considered would is considered like dangerous. In and and you know, older kids would get into this kind of mayhem, like mailbox baseball and and, and that kind of stuff. So it almost seemed like a nostalgia for a time where where kids could could quote unquote get dangerous. And, and uh, you know, express themselves that way. So, um, yeah, that's that's, and I and so I'm reading this also as someone who never did any of these things. I was a total stay-at-home dweeb, you know, when I was in high school. So, 
If anything, I would have uh, hated him when I was growing up because I would have been like, oh, those, these punks. You know, not punks in the cool way, but punks in a, <laughs> in a these dirt bag. I probably would have called them dirt bags at the time. So, yeah. That was going to be my next question was going to be uh, if you uh, related to the, the behaviors described in the song in any way, but uh, you've answered that. And I actually wanted to ask Eric too because I'm I'm curious about Eric's past. Uh there might have been a couple incidents, but it wasn't as extreme as a lot of this. You know, I think seems to me. You know, uh, you know. So you were kind of a, it, it wasn't it wasn't very often. It was, it was you know it was a bit a bit on the Alex side of of dweebishness <laughs> of, of a of a lifestyle I had, but there were there were points where. Oh yeah. Okay. So I mean, I mean, I mean, my it, in at least more adolescent years, my first, my one big main injury was was uh, you know riding on my BMX bike down a very small little hill, but onto a blacktop parking lot it was at the bottom, and hitting a rock on it, I think, is what happened and caused me to fly <laughs> and land and get a goose egg on my head and a, you know pretty scraped me and actually. My my uh my one 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 of my knuckles on my hand the handlebars came down on it and crushed it so I had to had to cast you know up to up up half my arm you know yeah for the, for the knuckle but all right a dangerous childhood childhood yeah. so you were just a, a partial dirt bag though uh, an occasional <laughs> dirt bag yes yeah I suppose well, you know and it was it was all it's all based on the, the the friends that I was I was with that we were also doing they were also doing they were doing this stuff I think I didn't think of the idea to write down the hill but I was the third or fourth one down but in your defense that that seems like you were the you were the victim of your own uh, <laughs> stupidity in that one but whereas it, I imagine a lot of the things he's describing are other people are the more like you're going out like they're vandalizing the neighborhood and stuff. So oh yeah, yeah. You, didn't, you didn't hurt you weren't hurting anybody yeah. riding your bike. You only only you only hurt yourself in that case. That doesn't seem like it was quite That's the. True. It's it's not like you were doing stuff that someone in the morning would be like, oh my god, now I gotta go buy a new mailbox and stuff. Like, so anyway, I I couldn't have hurt. There, there was no nothing down at the bottom of this little. Uh, you know, down at the bottom of this little hill on in the parking lot, there was no cars nearby or anything. It was, yeah. it was very vacant. Right. But uh, but I mean, so well, let's let's get into this a little bit, a little bit more in depth. What I found, you know, I mean, because you know, I, I I you know, I mean, I kind of had a rough take. I think on okay, yeah, he's he's going, through, he's talking about these dangerous things he did. Okay, whatever. But or that he might have done, you know. But apparently there is a real truth to this, that, that he really did was did do at least this one thing <laughs> that apparently a friend of his even at, at a point uh, 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 in 2008, after the song came out, I guess, after the album came out, that, uh, you know, explained that they, uh, Rivers and, and, these, and these two friends, that they in river's car i guess yeah uh that driving down driving down this hill i guess that uh it, it was a straight shot maybe more so and they would apparently rivers would apparently remove his car key the keys while driving <laughs> and throw it in the back seat and then the idea was to for the friends to grab the keys and get it back in in before yeah, he, would do it, he put it in neutral while they <laughs> yeah. were on a hill. Yeah. Like, so, like, time was of the essence. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're amazed that they all, that they never got a scratch or anything. They never, but, 
So the the events of, uh, described in the song are corroborated. Yeah, uh, exactly. Hmm, interesting. I wonder if, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, if, yeah, from what I read, all of uh, every all of this is based on uh, on real facts. <laughs> Even the here's one of the things that used to bug me that I kind of warmed up to. It's the first line where he. <laughs> says he used to tip cows for fun and then he immediately walks it back and says actually i didn't do that but some of my friends did it's a weird lyric i think mm -hmm. but uh yeah, i like that kind of off kilter sort of thing it's fun it is weird that that's the only one that he puts this denial in front of around. yeah it is weird and then the yeah, especially knowing that the uh, at the very end the last line even with the detail of the tercel being uh corroborated by his friend his parents to sell the the make of the car so it's definitely uh based on some kind of truth now now, now the biggest thing I, there i'd like to i'd like to know if 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 it's it's out there in the ether or anywhere that uh whether or not was this his way of telling his parents that he had done this or or did there was there was there a point <laughs> in between being that young and doing it and and uh well that yeah, maybe we kind of fessed up and said, "Hey, you know, back you know, as a kid, I think the statute of limitations had run out yeah, in his right. hometown, yeah. so now he's just going to confess <laughs> to all this vandalism." Mm -hmm. It was me. I was the one who toilet papered the church. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I don't know how much did. I don't know how old Rivers was when this uh, came out because I don't know what year he was born. But uh, at what point do you stop caring about like? what your parents know about what yeah, you did when right. you were a teenager. And also, I, his parents had to know he was doing this. That was up to something. You know what I mean? You don't do that, that much you don't do that much mischief mm -hmm. and a certain amount of blowback doesn't occur where a neighbor comes to complain about what you did. Like, his parents must have known that, that he was a dirtbag. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, just, so I just looked it up uh, 38 years old. Okay. Yeah. 38 you years old in 2008 mm -hmm. got it yeah so i don't think well hopefully i don't know we don't we wait don't know. so does that mean he is now how old is he now he, 51 he was, uh, 51 that's weird because i am 52 so so our <laughs> so our high school experiences were very yeah. at that time were very you know chronologically at least we we mm -hmm. went to high school around the same time so you probably listen to Led Zeppelin and The Doors and all those other dirtbag bands. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I've since uh, come around on bands like Led Zeppelin, uh, but I, I'll never get behind The Doors. All I know about The Doors is that one kid's in the hall sketch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No bass. <laughs> yep. It's fascinating That's... to me because growing up in the classic rock era, I would have thought the Doors would be assured some kind of like immortality, but it seems to be the case that they're kind of uh, now they're just thought of as like, oh yeah, that's in that Oliver Stone movie. But, you know, if, if if they encounter the Doors at all, it's in it's in movies. So, uh, and in, in, yeah. in a way, it almost could be a made up band, much like mine for my other show. <laughs> Stillwater, I know yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, back to Tweezer. Stillwater's a real band endorses a fake band. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, well, the, one of the big so one of the big things I was trying to allude to also with with my take on this song is that there's just just 
both in I think the verses and the choruses, and maybe gosh, maybe in the bridge or whatever it is. Um, I think that that um, it it's got this real for the same time period as well. Even I, so, I don't know if maybe maybe it's coming from some other uh uh you know early to mid aughts you know band that 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 they were just kind of mimicking a bit, paying homage to what have you. But for me, the the it's a it's a it's an alternative christian rock band <laughs> that i'm familiar with it that it really just has this very similar sound to um audio <laughs> audio adrenaline is, is the, this other band i'm thinking of that, that i just feel like you know it, 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 and it's almost it, there's almost a, a maybe a posing quality to it you know i mean you know i mean there's at least this one I mean, or, or, or some of these things that that you know have been confirmed that he did but you know to 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 at some point you know think about it and at at 38 and write a write a song about it is it i don't know i'm just having this kind of some some kind of issues i think you know with with you mean in in certain ways do i do i like the song you know like the the, the, so so is this you're saying like is the subject matter do you find the subject matter like you think it's juvenile question why yeah like what's the point of it yeah right not like oh he's encouraging people to go do bad things just more like what what's the point just you're just mentioning things you did yeah yeah i can kind of agree with that but then i think it's redeemed in the second half and during i guess what would be the bridge or the middle eight at the end when he asked the question about what you do when your kids come in with their ninja swords Yeah, in a sense that it really has that uh, cats in the cradle kind of quality to it at that point. In a way. I think so. Yeah. Role reversal and so forth. And uh, one thing that I really like about it is that it uh, Rivers himself does not answer the question. Uh, <laughs> he just he ends it with a booyah. <laughs> and um, I love that. And one of my favorite things about the song is the booyahs. I wanted to I wanted to mention this. That I, I love the booyahs and I, I do you did either of you look into the etymology? Am I the only one who looked in the et- etymology of the word booyah? I didn't do that, but the, my my one note about it is in relation to and what what came out just recently this past year or two with um well three or four years ago even with um uh, Justice League and the the movie Justice League with uh, Ray. Did Fisher- they say? B- Ray Fisher playing Cyborg and 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 apparently Joss Whedon, which was this whole other controversy we don't, we don't need to get into, but you know saying having him say it one time in the movie just because the Teen Titans Go character of Cyborg in the animated show from I think the same time period <laughs> as as this song is um it, you know was just that that was his catchphrase in the show apparently so they had to have him say it one time I think and. The controversy there is that he just really resented having to do that. <laughs> it's at least part of, part of his re- problems. But yeah. no. Why would somebody resent having to say booyah? It seems uh, so fun. Because like I think I think his take I think was that because the other characters didn't have to do something similar. Well, I guess to be Maybe. fair, they should have made them all say booyah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all, all but cyborg. <laughs> Well, then that wouldn't be fair to the rest of the characters. <laughs> it needs to be, everything needs to yeah. be fair. 
for all of the characters of the Justice League. Hmm. That's what that's my take. <laughs> so so did did your uh, research go into that at all? Have any have no? Take no, that's on that? actually yeah. a, a blind spot. I should have known that okay. too because I really right. like the the Teen Titans Go show. I don't know if either of you have watched it, but that's a fun show. Uh, the cartoon show. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the um, the Justice League movie, so oh, that's a. Okay. That one's a blind spot for me, but maybe I'll watch it and I'll look out for the Booyah because now, because of this song, I'm a big Booyah fan. And yeah, it's totally I guess worth it was... sitting through that three and a half hour movie to watch him. <laughs> don't just don't just you go go just go on YouTube and look it up. Watch the entire movie. Well, yeah, and I, I'll pay I'll pay full price. I don't I mean, know. I mean, you, you, you just sit through the two hour Joss Whedon version. Well, well, I think to really it. put the booyah in context, you really got to see the whole thing, though. <laughs> As it was originally intended, but yeah, exactly. but I don't remember that it wasn't. I mean, it might have been taken out if I, I I don't recall though for the Snyder version, Snyder cut. Taken out with a shotgun. <laughs> booyah. <laughs> well, shotguns are kind of dangerous. Yeah. So we don't know the origin of booyah then. No, no, we do. We yeah. know the origin yes, of please. booyah. Um... Well, what is it? <laughs> let me tell you. Real Sit quick. on the edge of our seats. <laughs> yeah, it's it was. Um, let me look at my notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't uh, each other spot. <laughs> no, no. It originated in the gangster culture of L.A. in the late '80s. Um, it seems that the uh, there's like a good Slate uh, article on uh, late ESPN sportscaster Stuart Scott. Do you all know who that is at all? Are you sportsies? Are you sportsers? Mm-hmm. Either one uh, of you. Maybe a little bit, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough. I had never heard of this person, Stuart Scott, but he seems to have uh, popularized it or brought it into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. But in uh, Tone Loke was the first person to use "Booyah" on his album "Loked After Dark." That's the same one that has "Funky Cold Medina" mm-hmm. and uh, I think "Wild Thing." It was like his big breakout album. And um, <laughs> not like all those other 30 albums he did. We're just talking about that first one. Yeah, that, the first one. <laughs> I mean, we, we know them all very well. All of Tone Loke's <laughs> albums. We're all familiar. Where's Feels Like Tone Loke? <laughs> well, I want to listen. Let's get to work on it. Yeah, so um, it, that, that's, pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it. And it was, um, it's funny that you mentioned shotguns, Alex, because uh, I think originally it was supposed to be a sort of onomatopoeic, onomatopoeic. How do you say this word? Um, an onomatopoeia for the sound of a shotgun blast. Yeah, um, I thought that's yeah, that's what I always thought it was. Yeah, hmm. and you were right. So you see, I went through this whole rigmarole. You just you already knew all the all of my information. Well, but 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 the fact of who it, but so it just kind of grew up out of. Um, kind of like uh, youth culture in LA. Yeah, and then it's interesting because there's a parallel etymology for it um, coming out of the South and it's uh, uh, there's another uh, use of it or another meaning of it derived from the word uh, bouillon. And it's like the French pronunciation is like bouillon, right? No way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not that I doubt the French part, but they're saying that that's <laughs> that it's connected. That they would say bull. That seems weird. That people would say bullion as a as an exclamation like that. Well, it's um, what I read is that uh, these two meanings seem not to be connected, but maybe they are somehow. But there's the uh, 
there's a show called Mad Money, right? And I guess the host of, I don't yeah. know if you ever have seen yeah, the show. Kramer, I don't, or, I've Kramer? never seen it. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right from what yeah. I remember reading. But this guy says Booyah. Is this true, Eric? Can you confirm? Ah, that? It's been a long time since I've paid attention to him. And, long time. Yeah. Okay, but I think it, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- there guy, was there was the George Clooney movie that was kind of based on at least like the character he, he is in, he is in the movie. I don't, I don't recall that. Oh, it's that movie called Mad yeah. Money. With Joe, I don't think so. Scarface never says it. I feel like Al Pacino <laughs> says it. As Scarface, that seems like he such says, a thing he would say. I wish, man. Um, Maybe hoo ha. Hoo ha. That's yeah, what right. I'm thinking yep. of. That's uh, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that comes somebody from the called French meaning. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> somebody called into Mad Money, and they were saying that they were making a lot of money, and they were from uh, like a Creole area down south or something. And they said, when we make a lot of money, we say we make a lot of booyah. And then I guess from that, people started saying, uh, or I think the hosts of the show, you said Jim Cramer is his name, uh, started saying Booyah. And then I think it kind of caught on for his show. But apparently the two Booyahs have nothing to do with each other. That's fascinating. I hope so, for the podcast sake. I feel like the the (laughs) Bullion one got taken over by the shotgun one. Like, I feel like... Once the shotgun ones started to become more popular, then like that overtook. Then people just started saying it, thinking they were even southern people thought they were saying booyah like the shotgun. But then there'd be this enclave of people like, no, it's bullion. You know, it's it's. Uh, I find that stuff really interesting. Yeah, and um, I remember I it from. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I hope so too. I remember it from uh, the Emperor's New Groove. That was uh, Emperor Cusco's. Uh, catchphrase when they go over a waterfall i don't know if you uh, y'all have ever seen that movie but i would recommend it to our listeners check out the emperor's new groove with david spade and john goodman it's a great movie all right anything else that we would like to say about the uh everybody get dangerous do we have any more about the song proper were they ever sued or did it get any legal trouble for encouraging people to do like did, did anyone ever use this, this as a defense like i listened to that song and it told me to do this i don't think it can even be seen as an endorsement of these activities do you think it just seems uh, huh. like a document right dude the, the title of the song is literally everybody get dangerous he's telling <laughs> he's commanding everyone to do these things <laughs> you're right you, you know, I mean, I, I, I totally see what you're saying, Martin, about, you know, it, it doesn't really seem like an endorsement in, in, if, if you are looking at the whole song. But, I mean, that's that's just the typical thing, though, that happens, that people will take stuff out of context and, and you know, and say, oh, well, this is saying to do this. And, and you know, this, 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 this one line that says they, you know, uh, uh, smashed up mailboxes. So, yeah, destruction of property and. That's that's like wrong. When, when Charles Manson can't interpreted, have that. interpreted that song, the Beatles <laughs> yeah. wrote, "Start a race riot and exactly. try to overthrow the world," and he took it literally. It was yeah, and then he wrote, "Everybody get dangerous in blood on the wall." Uh, that's the way I remember it, at least. Part of a symbiont circle. 
Um, but yeah, I think that if anybody ever took it to court, um, there's a precedent because if you'll remember, speaking of Disney cartoons, Darkwing Duck's catchphrase was, uh, let's get dangerous. Oh. Oh. And nobody was ever successfully able to sue Darkwing Duck for uh, endorsing getting dangerous in that way. I don't does, know what the... Yes. Does your wording imply that people did try to sue but were unsuccessful? Uh, just, as far as you know, no one's even tried it. I am not a lawyer, but uh, I'm going to say off the top of my head that probably... I'm going to go to law school and specialize in idiots who do things that pop culture of things tell them to yeah. do and then... Why else would you go to law school? What would what would be the other reason to go to law school? (laughs) To sue nursery schools. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Where 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 are we? What is that's what uh, uh, Disney's done. That well, not sue, but they've they've threatened you know legal action against nursery schools if they paint paint like Mickey Mouse on the wall. Oh yeah, they they can actually get in trouble because they're saying, well, this is not a you're implying that this is a Disney thing, and you know you can't use our thing for so anyway. Sidebar, Weezer, anything else? I guess it would be foolhardy to try to sue Darkwing Duck as a Disney property for encouraging people to get dangerous because they have the probably the most money, the most lawyers in the world. You can't. Well, you know what? It might be the kind of thing where they might just want to settle out of court. That's true. But then you, so. you maybe they would drag it out. And that's a lot of legal fees for the average Joe like you and me. Um. Okay, let's not. I like we're already building our defense, even though we haven't done any. We haven't even committed the crime yet. We're already like, okay, so what we're going to say is Darkwing Duck told us to do this, right? Uh, okay, so we are on the same page that we're going to commit a crime. Yes, we're, we're yes. going to get dangerous. Yes. Okay, very good. Well, Rivers Cuomo had that song say called uh, "Say It on a Podcast." And it was basically anything you're planning on any criminal actions you're doing, just say it on a podcast. So. Okay, where do we get to? What's next? Uh, we can just start getting into some some of the some of the various segments. All right. So, the, uh, what's our first segment, Eric? Uh, we can do the left channel, right channel. Oh, the left channel, right channel report. My favorite segment of them all. Left channel, left channel right channel, left channel, right channel, left channel, right channel. What's gonna be? So not totally pan to the right, but like the main rhythm guitar is louder, definitely louder on that side. I noticed, which gives I think room on the left for the more stabby guitar. I knew you're gonna like that though too, right? Stabby guitar during the the verses. uh, They're they're just they're just solely on the left. That's you know that's 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 all I found though. But I mean you know everything else seemed to be pretty pretty much mixed uh, down the middle. We'll move on to the next segment, uh, Eric. What's the next segment? Uh, covers. Covers. Yeah. Let's play the covers theme song. <laughs> there is a song, and that's a fact. Now tell me who has covered that? Who has covered that song? Who has covered that song? Uh, what, do you, what do you have for covers? You, yes. uh, Eric has an official source usually that he uses. Uh, I think he keeps it secret. Do you keep it secret? Do you I keep think, it safe, I think Eric? I've kept it secret. And actually, I had to I had to switch over to a secondary one because the first one went away seemingly or something. I don't know. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, uh, officially released 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Site Site B, you know, <laughs> did a little uh, 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 doxing <laughs> on Site A, maybe. Uh, but nonetheless, um, yeah. Um, but uh, officially released play? by anyone, any band or artist, uh, nothing was has ever been released that, that I could uh, find. Um, but on YouTube, my the good old trusty uh, Weezer's cover pro- covers project. The uh, uh, it's all it's all acoustic guitar, um, n- no singing. Uh, however, sometimes the the vocals, the tune can, might be mimicked, might be might be uh, played on guitar along with other uh, chords and other notes. But um, so, and, and that's the case in, in this one. I, I feel like in, in at least in the verses, especially like it's it's fairly monotone, pretty close to single note, you know, most of the time. So I, don't, I, I they seem to not really the guy, at least i think the one person guy that that's that that did it uh many years ago now um this project uh i, th- I think he just forewent you know uh, uh trying trying to do that he, he realized oh it doesn't won't, won't make any sense but um the the some, something that we didn't get into a little bit really earlier in the main uh section of, of talking about the song is the ending so let's talk about that just a little bit now, because I actually think that ending is an homage to Rolling Stones, and I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure um, "Sympathy for the Devil," but nonetheless. So so uh, f- for this uh, for this one uh, version of the song cover of the song, uh, uh, the, the guy uh, taps really well on the guitar body. I think um, in, in a very uh, faithful recreation of. Uh, the uh, drum solo at the end. Yeah, I'm just going to jump in real quick and say that I really like the ending, and I'm sad that we forgot to talk about it. <laughs> but that's a that's a, maybe one of the most fun parts of the song. But but I mean, do you do you do you feel like you did did you kind of think that oh there was there was some homage that was going on or or did, did uh, you, yeah no, I mean now yeah. that you mention it yeah okay. absolutely yeah, yeah okay I'm glad I'm not the only one I'm glad you know I mean because because there's even the the. Uh, you know, kind of backgroundy, you know, uh, uh, whoops and hollers, you know, that uh, True. They, they do have a little bit of vocal vocals on. Um, you know, and since we're talking about the song again, I've got one more thing. I've got one more yeah, thing. I forgot yeah. to talk about it when we were talking about the song proper. Um, it's that uh, there's a demo version of this yeah. and it's just uh, it's I, I really like it. And hmm. I wonder what the song would have been like if they had kept with this. But it's just uh, one chord. It just sounds like River is playing one chord on a guitar and singing the whole melody just on over this one chord. Um, I think that would have been an interesting uh, way to go with it. And uh, then there are later um, demos where he switches to two chords and then eventually we get the version, which I think ends up having many chords. So, uh, yeah, but I I thought that was interesting and I... Um, I know Alex, you're a you're a Beatles boy. Uh, it, re- <laughs> it reminds me of um, I think I was trying to remember if there actually is like an old demo version of Tomorrow Never Knows, or if it was just described somewhere in an interview where it's ju- just John yeah. playing one <laughs> yes. chord on the guitar and singing I mean, the. Uh, there was the at song. least one version on the on, on anthology that was uh, an earlier version, but it wasn't wasn't I wouldn't say demo. Yeah, that's that's what I listened to. Yeah. I think maybe somebody else, like maybe Paul, described it in an interview yeah. that when they first heard the song, it was just John playing one chord on the yeah. guitar. And singing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what this kind of reminded me of. Drone. And uh, Alex, we like to 
we always like to talk about the Beatles a little bit <laughs> when we can on every episode because we're both uh, big Beatles boys as well. Okay, and with that, let's uh, close. No, no, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I actually I, have. I've got one too, but maybe it's okay. the same one. You go first, Eric. One more cover, or maybe more than one more cover. Yeah, I have, I have two. One is the School of Rock kids yeah i mean they're not they're the not, the, not not movie but you know uh uh you know an actual you know actual since the movie <laughs> it's the first uh, hit that comes up if you type in uh everybody get dangerous cover into the youtube search bar and it's it just said it's just called uh everybody get dangerous parentheses cover and it's yeah by the school of rock in fort washington from january 25th 2014 so, so and you know it was pretty faithful um the, the the my biggest issue with it kind of the singer had a bit of a hard time with some of the notes especially when rivers or, or rivers and or brian you know kind of you know hit, hit some high notes yeah that's true i think that gives it more of a charm and i think okay. that since it's uh it's yeah. some younger kids like it they appear to be uh teenagers in the school for rock they bring a kind of a uh, punk rock uh energy to it <laughs> Uh, especially during like the and not the very ending part, but the um, like the middle eight or the uh, the bridge part or whatever, um, they kind of bring like do some yelling, and I think uh, oh, and I also like the way that they double up on the booyahs in yeah. the the recording of the song. It's just Rivers himself saying booyah. In this version, I think there are four different people with microphones, and they all say booyah at the same time. I like the multiple booyahs. <laughs> I'm so I would there. recommend. Yeah, I would. Re- I am a booyah booster. I would recommend that one. And then do you have one more, Eric? A, a, a drum cover, which I've watched a few drum covers over the last couple of years on YouTube. Uh, gu- gu- you know, guys You're mainly a fan of the booyahs. Well, booyah booster. I, I guess they're getting you know finding or or they're 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 going through the effort to remove the drums from but but, but they're they're playing along with the track with with the rest of at least this guy was jo- Joseph Giorgi or Giorgi or something um, but uh, you know yeah uh, I, I wasn't crazy about that either it, it's just uh, he, he he does certainly take a, a fair amount of liberties and. I wasn't too crazy. It wasn't too crazy about that, and spe- okay. especially especially with the end that I like so much. Um, he he just does. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's kind of more of like a, a roll, uh, or you know, da 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 da. You know, he he puts a few of these fills that are that are like that in in that last half minute. Okay, so uh, listeners, if you're thrilled by da 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 da. Then go ahead and check out this drum cover. Um, if not, uh, take caution. Maybe, depending on what else you have to do, you might not want to uh, listen to that one. And then we've got, what's the other segment? Uh, Rocksmith. Oh, so, we talked so about Alex, whether you, or not. Do you know about Rocksmith? We're going to find out. <laughs> I actually know a guy named Rick Smith. So, but uh, but I uh, know this is uh, Rocksmith. It's a it's much like Rock Band, a Guitar Hero, but it's with a real guitar. You plug your plug your real electric guitar, or or actually even more really Who's more, more recently uh, 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 acoustic guitar with a with a microphone, much like we have all in front of us probably. Um, but uh, uh, 
you know, and the game will uh, let you know if you okay. if you're not mm-hmm. hitting the right notes. Um, but I mean, with but with a real guitar instead of <laughs> with buttons <laughs> on a plastic guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really helps you learn. I think a bit, like a bit. Um, but um, th- there are no uh, e- even for the CDLC, the custom oh, that DLC. Cool. Uh, there's no uh, 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 file yeah. out there. You really learn to play at least, the guitar. At least not the normal place. The one place I go to that I, I'm aware of. But so this song is not on Rocksmith. <laughs> Sadly. And we've got one more segment coming up. Are, are you prepared, Alex, to um, give us your, uh, put a number to your liking of this song? <laughs> All right, then let's open up the rating segment. Rah, 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 rating. Rah, 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 rating. We decide what we think about a song and then rah, 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 And now it's open. And now, Alex, uh, can I make you go first? I don't. I don't want. I don't want your rating sure. to be uh, um, influenced by our ratings. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I thought you mentioned it, Eric. I'm sorry. I no, was, no. Uh, it's it's a it's a zero to ten scale. Yes. Zero to ten. Okay. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Great. Okay. Uh, I will go ahead and give it a. Uh, I'll say eight. Eight. Uh, Eight Weezers. Eight Ninja Swords. Let's give it eight Ninja Swords. Yeah, eight Ninja uh, Swords out of, uh, out of ten. <laughs> out of or ten out of eleven? Is it out of eleven because zero is one Ninja Sword? Hmm. Eric, Eric, oh, here the... Oh. I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Zero would be zero Ninja Swords. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> Eight rounded down to the nearest ninja sword. Uh, yeah, I think it has a good hook. Clearly, uh, you know, when, when you guys, uh, I think, approached, you guys said you were doing it, and you mentioned it to me. I clearly must have mentioned the song, so uh, it, it obviously stuck with me. So, yeah. I like, right, about, I like a... about five Weezer songs. This is one of them. <laughs> there you go. Great. A ringing endorsement from Alex Robinson. Put it on the poster. Eight out of, or, yeah. Um, Okay, do you want to go next, Eric? Uh, sure. Um, I think I can give this song a seven point two. And you know, I'm you know just 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 again, it's it's kind of a little bit of the subject matter, but also a little bit of the uh, of, of of kind of the 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 weird this mid aughts or whatever it is, you know, maybe feel that it's just. You know, while I like that other band I mentioned, <laughs> that that you know, at least to a degree. Um, what were the audio? Uh, audio adrenaline. adrenaline. Yes. Okay. Wow, I've never I have no and, idea. And not, what that not, band all, not all their songs are, are are quite like this. They actually have some nice variety to them, but uh, you know, some of them kind of have this kind of hyped up guitar, for, for especially for a. Yeah, distorted guitar for a Christian rock band. Well, if the songs sound like this, maybe I will give them a listen because I'm about to reveal my particular rating, and that rating happens to be 9.25. I think this is a great song. I love it. And, um, you know, all I have to say is booyah. (laughs) See, I I feel so weird. I mean, we're, we're roughly about halfway through album in a sense um but um at least as far as recording goes uh but um you know i i i've 
since since the days of yore, uh, I, I have gone to come, become the the more negative reviewer. <laughs> Ray Trump, I try to keep where, things I was, positive. Yeah, I was on. Yeah. It may, oh yeah. You know what? When I'm rating things, it seems like too sad. Even if it's somebody like a big rock star like Rivers Cuomo that is writing the songs, it seems like too sad to try to be like oh I, I don't like this song uh you know i don't know i just like to mm-hmm. remain positive mm-hmm. um i will let, let, let you both know and the listeners too of course uh, it's uh we we thus have an average of 8.15 hmm. 8.15 ninja swords it's a lot of ninja swords <laughs> it's, it's it's eight ninja swords and a little ninja dagger how many ninja swords would that be? Can you do the math real quick, Eric? How many ninja swords is that for each of us? How many do we each get? Huh? How many ninja swords do we each get if between the three of us there are 8.15? You're trying oh, to divide okay. Oh, we're dividing. Oh, okay. Right. So two because and I wanna, some partial. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to hold as many ninja swords as I could, like a uh, general grievous kind of. Oh, yeah. You guys got change of a knife? <laughs> I might have a butter knife around here that I could I could change you out for. Okay, good. I'll give you a five a five throwing star. Did you oh, guys cool. uh when I was a kid that was something that kids didn't have yeah. throwing stars. Mm-hmm. Exactly the and kind of crazy thing. Yeah, exactly the kind of thing that it's hard to imagine happening these days. Well, is that really true? Do kids not have Ninja stars that are throwing stars or shuriukens, whatever you call them, uh, these days. Does, does anybody know? Is anybody plugged into the world of what kind of weapons uh, children have in 2021? <laughs> I guess not, huh? I, d- I don't have any kids. Eric doesn't have any kids. Alex, you don't have any kids. Yeah. I'm surprised, Martin. I would have thought you had kids because you recommended two TV shows and they were both children's <laughs> shows. Uh, so I assume you were stuck watching shows with your kids, but. Uh... Just no, I, ju- I just have an arrested uh, development. <laughs> yeah, I get. It. I just like cartoons. I'm fascinated by cartoons. Oh no, like, I, I have no problem. Yeah. I uh, I really got into <laughs> Steven Universe when I first. Uh, I was like, oh my Man, god, Steven Universe. Awesome. Yeah, it's a that's a great show. It's amazing. But I recommend it to everybody a- that I can. Yeah, yeah. But I love also that it has a complex. Same thing with Adventure Time. It has a kind of complex uh, universe. You can enjoy it on different levels. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. No, I get no beef with animation. I, I mean, I didn't assume that you have, and I didn't honestly feel attacked in any way, uh, Alex. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean to make it seem like you were uh, impugning my character for liking cartoons. Mm-hmm. I love cartoons unabashedly. Animation, or even you know the uh, what do you call them? The paper kind, the kind that you draw on paper. Those are also <laughs> cartoons. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, yeah. so this is right. This is right on point for our usual ending of the show. <laughs> the we just usually kind of yeah have a. We gotta get some plugs in though. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about the plugs. We need uh, all of the all of the people who are listening need to know uh, about uh, Alex Robinson and what he uh, what he does in other parts of the internet. Would you like to tell them, Alex? Sure. Um, well, uh, my comic book, my address, my uh, website, excuse me, is alexrobinson.fun. So that's where you can find out everything there is to know about me, alexrobinson.fun. 
I am the co-host of the Star Wars Minute, where we do what uh, uh, we go through Star Wars movies one minute at a time. I'm sure you're familiar with the format if you listen to this program already. Um, and I also am the co-host of the Godfather Minute. We just started doing well, not just started. We're about half an hour into Godfather Two, um, so uh, we just do one episode a week. So this is a long haul project. We have another. Uh, oh my gosh. It's like 140 episodes left or some crazy thing. Can that be possible? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like two and a half years. Anyway, by the time this airs, I might have abandoned the project. So, uh, so. <laughs> Well, check it. You, the, the people out there can check out the old episodes, even if you That's have true. Yeah, that'll always be a monument, the a monument toward yes. madness. If you decide to maybe if you decide not to do it anymore, you should just talk about all of the episodes in one big chunk at the end. Oh, so just do minutes, you know, fifty-four through two eighty-seven or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and just describe what happens real quick in the rest of the movie, and then be like, "All right, there you go, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, that is a you know. Now that you put it that way, that's so, so. When we do that, everyone, thank Martin for coming up with this elegant solution to the uh, to the problem. So yeah, it didn't even occur to me. I'm here to help. Yeah, and Eric, uh, where can people find you on the old internet? Uh, yeah, like I mentioned at the top, uh, my first show was Watchmen Minute, and it was all because of Alex and Pete uh, doing starting in Star Wars Minute so many years prior, and, and Travis, Bo, and I decided to do Watchmen Minute, and that was a lot of fun. And then now I'm kind of uh, three-quarters-ish of the way through uh, Almost Famous Minute, and uh, both Almost Famous Minute and this show are on Pantheon Podcast Network. Please check out so many other great uh, music, rock, mostly rock shows. Can I ask uh, a quick question? Oh yeah. Sure. Did you watch? The, I assume you watched the watch the HBO Watchmen show. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we even covered that then uh, episode by episode. Okay. Because that was that 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 started like you know, just yeah. a month or so after we finished. Yeah. So we just went, went ahead and said, hey, okay, let's do this. I um, I time. haven't listened to your show yet. Your opinion about it, yet, obviously, but uh, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic for the show. Oh yeah, the show. Yeah, I mean that that show is. I was so surprised when I watched yeah, it, and then I said, "Well, let me go on YouTube. Let me see what some of the, I wanted to see, like some oh, hear someone talking about some... it thoughtfully." And every single video was about, "Oh, this this is just such woke stuff, and they ruined Watchmen." Uh, and I, was, I yeah, couldn't believe that, that. that no ever, no one could set aside their thing to yeah. know, appreciate that. What a, a uh, you know, I thought it was a really respectful. Other than the fact that Alan Moore doesn't want any things done, I thought it was a really no. respectful uh, yeah. Yeah. adaptation <laughs> yeah. of the world. So uh, anyway, I have to go listen to your show. Watch for a minute. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah and uh, Martin. yeah, I've been Martin David Tapia. I um, wrote the theme songs that you heard for the uh, various segments. I make music in my free time. You can listen to it at Bandcamp.com/slash Martin David Tapia. That's M-A-R-T-I-N-D-A-V-I-D-T-A-P-I-A. And with that. Another episode of the Feels Like Weezer audio internet podcast comes to an end. Thank you, dear listeners, for being with us. A very kindly booyah to you all. Booyah. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 